Welcome to Catholic Confessions. Hello everyone, I'm Edith and you're listening to an episode of Catholic Confessions. Very happy to have with me Father Ferdinand Ponomo as today's guest speaker. Now we are looking forward to the great feast of Pentecost, which is often celebrated as the birthday of the Church. And indeed, as we read the account in Acts chapter 2, we see many dramatic events happening. We see the Holy Spirit descending on the apostles like tongues of fire. We see Peter giving an earth-shattering sermon that resulted in the conversion and baptism of 3,000 people. So it really seems like the church came into being at that moment in time. So now I would like to ask Father Ferdinand, why is it that Pentecost is not the birthday of the church? Hello, everyone. Yes, thank you also for inviting me, Edith. I understand that this um, claim might be new to many listeners and could be surprising to many of you because we have so often heard it being said and reset again and preached and so on that the Pentecost is the birthday of the church. And in fact, I did a little survey in the internet to find out how widespread this position is or this opinion is. And I did find a lot of entries and I picked up just six of them. One is a very secular website, BBC. In that website, Pentecost is regarded as the birthday of the Christian church and the start of the church's mission to the world. Yeah? So the birthday of the Christian church is there. But it has no uh, explanation as to the reason why. There is a website called the Franciscan Media. It gives a reason, and, and that is because the Pentecost is when the apostles went out among the people and began spreading Jesus' message, thus establishing the beginning of the church. So their understanding is that of um, a group of people, disciples of Jesus, who go out and preach the gospel. Closer to home, we have the Catholic News publication, uh, newspaper, and last year, marking the occasion of the Pentecost 2019, there was an article published, and it gives this reason. According to the account in the Book of Acts, about 3,000 people were baptized following Peter's sermon, and for this reason, Pentecost is considered the birthday of the church. Peter, the first pope, preaches for the first time and converts thousands of new believers. Yeah, so again, it's focused on that passage of Acts chapter 2. So the, the greatness of the effect becomes the criteria for calling the Pentecost the birthday of the church. Further, another one. It's a website called Truth or Tradition. Uh, it says the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 is the only biblical event that meets the criteria as the time when the first people ever were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And then it connects it with what John the Baptist promised, that I baptize you with water, but the one is coming who will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and in fire. And that event seems to be identified with the Pentecost uh, in Acts chapter 2. 
And um, there is a Massachusetts Bible Society also has a website. And on this topic, the reason given, the resurrected Jesus himself orders the apostles to stay in Jerusalem for the coming of the Holy Spirit. It is then that they will receive the power that they need to carry out their mission. It is an empowerment of a group, not of isolated followers. Paul calls the church the body of Christ, and each one individually members of it. This body of Christ is the group that was born at Pentecost, where the gift of the Spirit was first received. Yeah, again, it's... Um, something a bit different. Uh, so it's the gift of the Spirit, uh, similar to the one in the truth and our tradition, but being baptized in the Holy Spirit or receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit that becomes the criteria of the birth of the church. Then finally, there is a Catholic blog by Dr. Mike Aquilina of St. Paul Center, headed by um, Dr. Scott Hahn. So it's a very reputable place and Mike Aquilina is known as expert in church fathers in the early church. And he wrote a book on that topic too. But he is one of those who goes along with this position. And he gives the reason that on Pentecost, the church was born with an unprecedented degree of freedom. As God had once given the law to Moses, so now he gave his own spirit to the church. He didn't elaborate more about why this parallel with Moses? It seems to me that when God gave Moses the law at Mount Sinai, it seems to be interpreted as the birth of the people of God, because that's the moment when the covenant was concretized in the law. Whereas now the church is given the Holy Spirit yeah, in, in such a manifest and very great manner, and so, just like the giving of the law in Mount Sinai, now there's the giving of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. But then, underneath this blog, there was a comment, the only comment made on this blog by a person called Ernest Bass. He said, uh, with all due respect, being a pre-Vatican II cradle Catholic, and so he's probably an elderly person by now, I remember being taught specifically that the church was born on Calvary when the side of Christ was pierced with a lance and blood and water flowed forth, signifying the sacraments of baptism and the Eucharist. Pope Pius XII, he said, was very clear about this, as were many early church fathers, especially St. Augustine. I never heard anything about Pentecost being birth of the church until after Vatican II. That was an enlightening comment for me because I, I was not there before at the Vatican II. I did not exist yet. And it gives me the impression that, hey, this position might be something new, relatively new, only after Vatican II. That people start to say that the Pentecost is the birthday of the church. Okay, then there's another opinion from the Orthodox Church in America. Uh, Father Stephen Freeman, he disagrees to Pentecost being the birthday of the church, but not because he is saying that the birthday of the church should be another moment that we can discern in the Bible. But according to the 
teaching of the or the belief of the Orthodox Church, at least what he says here, is that um, the Church is eternal. It has no beginning, no end, just like the Holy Trinity. So there, it makes no sense to say the birthday of the Church. The Church does not begin at any time. It existed from eternity, just like the Holy Trinity. So he has these blogs, ancientface.com. And that's a totally new position. I never heard that before. But what I'm going to share with you all now is what I believe is the correct answer. <laughs> Why? Because Not because I say it. Yeah, you don't have to believe me on my word. But because it is the official teaching of the church. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, number 766, there is this statement, the origin and growth of the church are symbolized by the blood and water which flowed from the open side of the crucified Jesus. For it was from the side of Christ, as he slept the sleep of death upon the cross, that there came forth the wondrous sacrament of the whole church. As Eve, the, the wife of Adam, was formed from the sleeping Adam's side, so the church was born from the pierced heart of Christ hanging dead on the cross. Catechism of the Catholic Church 766. And the last statement about the parallel between Eve and the church, Eve coming out from the side of Adam and the church coming out from the side of Jesus hanging dead on the cross, was first taught by St. Ambrose. So it's, uh, it's not a new position of the Catholic Church. It's, it's been there since the Church Fathers. But you might be asking why St. Ambrose first uh, made this connection between Eve being created from the side of Adam and the Church coming out from the side of Christ in the form of that water and blood. Well, the connection can be made if you look at the passage in the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verse 34, the scene of the crucifixion, when Jesus was already dead, one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. Okay, we stay at that verse first. The Greek word behind the word side is pleura, and literally it means rib of the rib cage. And that word pleura is the same word that is used in Genesis chapter 2, verse 21, when God made Eve out of Adam. Of course, Genesis was originally written in Hebrew, but the Jews themselves made a Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible, and in their Greek translation, they translated the word rib of Adam using the Greek word pleura. It is the same word used of the side of Jesus hanging on the cross, being pierced by the soldier. So the, the symbolism, can we can see the parallelism in the symbols. The rib or the side of Adam when he was in deep sleep, from which came forth Eve. Whereas from the rib of Jesus hanging dead on the cross, and that's a deep sleep of death, came out blood and water. So this blood and water then 
is the church. Why is this the church? Because the water symbolizes the sacrament of baptism, the blood symbolizes the sacrament of Eucharist, the two sacraments institutive of the church, the one that, that makes the church. So the whole church herself, and not only the individual sacraments of the church, the whole church herself was born, came out of the side of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for helping to um, break down that statement from the CCC about Mm. um, the church being born from the pierced heart of Christ, hanging dead on the cross. So now we we see that if we celebrate Pentecost as the birthday of the church, it's not really in accordance with what the CCC says. Are there any other issues that will come about if we treat Pentecost as the birthday of the church? Uh, yes, I, I think calling the Pentecost the birthday of the church is like trying to celebrate the birthday of a person on the day he or she started talking instead of the day when the child came out of the mother's womb. You know, imagine if I started talking maybe after one year old, if I was to celebrate that as my birthday, then it's not very correct, right? I will be, I will be one year less. <laughs> that, that's um, a very trivial, I suppose. But uh, there are deeper reasons and more theological reasons why I think it's important to identify correctly when the birthday of the church is. And the first reason is that of the identity of the church as the body of Christ. Yeah, it would not make sense if we were to say the church as the body of Christ. And it's not just we who say it, it's St. Paul calls the church the body of Christ several times. If we were to say that the birth of the church was on Pentecost, that means the church was born of the Holy Spirit. And then we should call the church then the body of the Holy Spirit or something else, some other word, but associated with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the main agent of the birth of the existence of the church. But we don't say that, you see. And then the statement, the body of Christ, or this expression in the Bible, uh, will lose its meaning. How do we justify that? How do we make sense of it? Why is the church called the body of Christ? Whereas if the church was in fact born from the actual body of Christ hanging on the cross, then we can understand why the church is called the body of Christ. Literally, it came out of the body of Christ both physically and also mystically as a sacrament. Another reason is that if we were to say that the church was born on Pentecost Day, then we are saying that before Pentecost there was no church, right? So what, what were the disciples, the apostles and Mary were before that? We are ignoring the fact that the church already existed. Yeah, if we go by the fact that the church is born from, from Christ hanging on the cross, I mean, on, on Good Friday and instead of on Pentecost. That means the church existed already, even when the apostles and disciples were afraid, when they were hiding, and when they were praying persistently together among them in the upper room, together with Mary, the mother of Jesus. They were praying for the coming of the Holy Spirit. They were already a church. Okay, I have another question. Uh, yes, yeah, so since the church was already in existence before the descent of the Holy Spirit during Pentecost, that means 
there was a period of time when the church did not have the Holy Spirit with her or with, with it. Yeah, so what, how, how do we make sense of that? Yeah, I think it's correct, which can be surprising also. So that means the church did not always have the Holy Spirit. Why? Because, uh, again, we say that the church is the body of Christ. And so the reality of the church is tied more closely to Christ rather than to Holy Spirit. Although we cannot really separate Christ and the Holy Spirit because they are members of the same Holy Trinity. But now we should say rather what the Pentecost is. And what is this coming of the Holy Spirit? The, the coming of the Holy Spirit at, at Pentecost, if it's not the birthday, then what is it? It is the, the public manifestation of the church. It is when the church starts to preach publicly to the nations, as stated in the book of Acts, chapter 2. And if you think about it, this sequence of the church being born on one day, uh, on Good Friday, and then publicly manifested on Pentecost, this sequence parallels the life of Jesus himself. He was born in Bethlehem and lived a hidden life for about 30 years. And when the time came for him to start his public ministry, did Jesus go to get himself baptized by John the Baptist? And then at that moment, the Holy Spirit descended upon him. And then he started his public ministry. Now, the church also underwent the same sequence. She was born as the body of Christ from the crucified Christ on the cross on Good Friday and lived a hidden life for 50 days. And when the time came for the church to begin her public ministry, the Holy Spirit descended upon the apostles and they started preaching. And there is another way to, to look at this parallel with the life of Jesus. And that is from the Jesus' own teaching on discipleship, or what, rather the biblical teaching on discipleship, observing what Jesus did with the apostles. When Jesus appointed the apostles in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 3, verse 14, the, the Bible says that he appointed the twelve, whom he called apostles, so that they might be with him and he might send them out to preach. So notice there are two intentions of Jesus in forming the apostles, to be with him and to be sent out to preach. The twelve are meant to be with him and to be sent out to preach. So from Good Friday to Pentecost, the church was in stage one, being with Jesus in prayer. It was the Holy Spirit given at Pentecost who launched the church into stage two by empowering her and sending her out on her mission. So to be with Jesus and to be sent out. The, the disciples underwent this process the church as a whole also underwent the same process. Okay, thank you for that. But I think uh, quite a few of us might still think that this very common misconception of Pentecost being the birthday of the church is not like it's a heresy, like we know of certain heresies to do with the Holy Spirit, for example. Those are quite serious. But this particular one doesn't seem, it seems to be quite harmless, you know, it's like harmless ignorance. You know, so... Why the fuss? Why are we doing this podcast? You know, what, what, what are we trying to, to say? Well, Christian doctrines are supposed to be coherent. That means one doctrine is not supposed to contradict any other doctrine. 
But if we were to say, and if we keep repeating it frequently enough, people will take it as the truth that the Pentecost is the birthday of the church. If we were to keep saying that, then we are saying that the church was born from the Holy Spirit, not from Jesus, but from the Holy Spirit. And, and then the biblical expression of the church as the body of Christ would not make sense anymore. I, I said this earlier. That's one reason. Another reason why I think this is important to get it right of what the birthday of the church is, because of its implication on our understanding of the church. If we were to say that the birthday of the church is on Pentecost and that we base the definition of that birthday on the fact that the church preached the Gospels and get a large number of conversions and baptisms, then we are saying that the church is uh, simply a group of disciples who announce, who preach the Word of God or, or preach the Gospel to the nations without fear. But that is not what the church is all about. It is that, but not only that. The church is also the mystical body of Christ. The church as a whole is a sacrament pointing to the, this invisible reality of Christ, uh, the divine, the divinity aspect of Christ, not only his humanity, but also his divinity. And this can be discerned only if we recognize that the church was born from the body of Christ hanging on the cross, not as someone who was executed, yeah? not as simply as a public execution or as a Roman execution, but as the Lamb of God. Jesus was there not as a criminal, but the reality was, was that Jesus was the Lamb of God. He was the new Passover sacrifice. And out of this sacrifice comes the church. You know, it, it, in that sense, the church is mystical. She is the body of Christ. She is closely related, closely tied to this event of the new Passover, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, to, that takes away the sins of the world. So the church is not only functional, just that. It just exists to preach, just to give uh, mutual support among the disciples so that we can have the courage to preach. No, the church is much more than that. The church is mystical. It points to this, the, the divinity of Christ. The church participates in the sacrifice of Christ. And that's why Paul would later on say that in my sufferings, I complete what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ for the sake of his body, the church. You know, that, that is a very difficult expression, but you can see the depth of the mystery that is the church. It's not just an organization. We call her even the mystery because we cannot really grasp the full reality of the church. Yeah. But we can discern at least and get a glimpse of the, of the depth of the mystery if we correctly recognize the moment when the church was born, and that is from Christ hanging on the cross as the Lamb of God, the new Passover sacrifice. Okay, thank you, Father, for uh, really helping to illustrate the much um, deeper meaning of the church beyond what we see as a physical entity or a mere gathering of believers and of disciples of Christ. So to all listeners, remember maybe for the coming celebrations of Pentecost to refrain from wishing each other a happy birthday. You know, I, I believe um, at least one parish priest has encouraged us to do that during Mass. So, and with that, thank you, Father, for your time. 
Thank you for listening and God bless. For more confessions, do check out our website and Facebook page.